Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? To be honest with you, um, today I'm going to buffet. Oh, I love the buffet we go to. And, you know, this close to Thanksgiving, I'm going to regret it because I, when I go to this buffet, I always eat too much. So just pray for me ahead of time, okay? But man, I love buffet. But the problem with that is how many Christians treat their faith like buffet? You know? Well, I'll hold on to that. Yo, oh, yeah, eternal glory? Oh, yeah. Man, a new body? Perfect. Uh, yeah, I love all that. What? I have to submit. <laughs> Wait, what a second. Uh, God hates the works of my flesh. No, 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 no. I, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that other stuff. Just give me the dessert. I just want the dessert. That's what these Pharisees and scribes were doing. You know, latching on to what they wanted. Buffet Judaism. Just like we can be guilty of buffet Christianity. But this is what I love. I love this about Jesus, and this is a lesson for all of us. How does he rebuke these Pharisees and these scribes? The same way he rebuked Satan. He quoted them the word of God. You know, I, I've told you, and I often tell you, and, and I don't even care if people get sick of hearing it, the word of God is like no other book. <laughs> Jesus used it to rebuke the enemy. Jesus used it to rebuke his enemies. Jesus used it continually. He taught the people. That was his first primary objective. It's what should be ours as well. When we understand what the Word of God really is, that it's not a book. When we understand it truly is the Logos, the living Word. Our King gave us the Word, but He is the Word. And we don't fully understand it. We can't, this side of heaven. But it's such a gift. And he rebukes his enemy with the word of God. But not only that, if we hold to the word of God, we can't afford to be buffet Christians. We take all of those challenging verses with all of those glorious verses. And we know, like the old saying goes, the Bible, the word of God, afflicts the comfortable and comforts the afflicted. And that's true in our own lives. In the areas we need affliction, and you need some affliction, people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So do I. And, but, but it's true. We all need affliction in our flesh. Where we're wrong, where we're off, we need God to rebuke us. And often we don't receive that through other people, but the Word of God can do that greater than anything. But on the other side of that, we need comfort. There's times when you're mourning and you're going through a hard time and you don't understand what's going on in your life and you really don't understand everything that's transpiring. You need to be comforted. That's what the Word of God does. But we can't be buffet Christians and just choose the dessert. Not only that, well, your teeth will fall out and you get fat. So, but this is what I love is because he quotes this Isaiah passage and 
people just going through the motions of religion. You know, one pastor, I think it was Pastor Guzik said this, and I found it, but I missed, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was his or not. He talked about this, about how these Pharisees and these scribes lived. And he said, what if we were to apply that same teaching in the church today? What if we were to ask those same questions? What if we would do that? And he said this, this is the whole idea behind the word hypocrite. When we look at that word hypocrite, that word in ancient Greek, in the language, it referred to an actor. And most of you probably know this, but it's someone who wears a mask. The image they promote is far more important to them than who they actually are. That's the word hypocrite. And so I wonder, I mean, challenge yourself. Is the image you portray to everyone else around you, is that the most important thing? You want to look like a good religious man or woman? You want to look like you're, you're holier than thou? Or, you would just, or maybe you just hide your weakness. You just want to portray this image. But God says, I want your heart. I don't want your, your acting. And he goes on to say this. Would God say something, something similar to us? They attend church, but their heart is far from me. They read their Bible, but their heart is far from me. They pray eloquently, but their heart is far from me. They contribute money, but their heart is so far from me. They do ministry, but their heart is far from me. They love to sing, but their heart is far from me. They talk to others about Jesus, but still their heart is far from me. And, you know, I never want that to be true about any of us. I mean, I love you guys. I, I love the body of Christ. And for me, um, I know how valuable not only God's word is, but his spirit in us. And we're to live by spirit and truth. And I don't want anybody I know to walk as a hypocrite. Now, we have moments, all of us, I'm sure. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I don't want us to be hypocrites. And I don't want us to be less than what God called us to be. I want our hearts to be wholly given over to our King. Because in that, there's victory. And in that, no matter what you go through in life, you're satisfied in Him. And you can trust Him. But when you're a hypocrite, when you're an actor, just think about that for a second. And you're more worried about your own image than the truth of God in your life? What happens? Compromise. You just won't get honest with the Word. You just won't get honest with God. And you know, as someone who was there many years ago, you know, I remember being that miserable existence, knowing the truth of God, and yet just holding up an image to those around me. And I remember, you know, I've, I've joked about this before, you know, you, got, you, you come in and we all have Christianese, you know, we all have this language we speak. How are you doing, brother? Well, I'm too blessed to be depressed, brother. You know, we have all these things we say. And inside you're dying. You're keeping up this image, but inside you're dying. You're struggling. You're fearful. Whatever you're going through. And it's one of those things. And again, it's just God wants you to be real before Him. He wants your real heart. Take off the mask and just let God work with that. Because when we're honest with Him, that's a great place to start. I should get back to my teaching as well. So, um, but here's the thing, you know, we, we see all of this. And in the church today, we see a lot of this man-centered teaching going on as well. We see a lot of these false doctrines being taught. about the And, and they're fueled by the lust of the flesh. Have you seen so-called Christian TV? I mean, I hope you're not watching that, some of that stuff. But so much of Christianese, so much of the Christian culture in America and beyond is based on the lust of the flesh. Have you noticed that? Oh, you can have more money. You can have more power. You can have more victory. It's all about you. And it's like you're feeding the flesh. Not the Spirit of God that dwells in you. 
Because it's contrary. Jesus said, hey, look, don't focus on money and riches. It's harder for a rich man to get to heaven than a camel to fit through the eye of a needle. And guess what? He told us we will have trouble in this life. But to take heart because he will never leave us or forsake us. He told us that we'll be hated if we truly walk in him. But he said, don't worry about that because they hated me first. And yet we see a whole culture that teaches the opposite. A fleshly Christianity. But it's such a trap. And then Jesus goes on to describe the folly of their teaching. He describes this petty cleansing ritual. He reminds them that they're rejecting the truth of God in exchange for all this petty garbage. And again, may we not be like them. You know, one of my favorite examples about this is we take this big bowl of ice cream. I'm on food today. I'm so I apologize. But we take this big bowl of ice cream. Think of your favorite flavor of ice cream in the entire world. And it's just right there. It's just this beautiful, and think of something else if you don't like ice cream. This beautiful bowl of ice cream, your favorite flavor, and you're about ready to dive in, and someone comes over. It gets a little graphic here, but, you know, not too bad. Somebody comes over with fresh manure, hot and steaming, and they dump it on your ice cream, and they mix it up, and they say, here you go, brother. So, now, some of you farmers don't answer this, but, I mean, how many of you would dive in to that ice cream at that point? So let's think about our Christian life. Let's think about what we do for our king. Let's think about our own faith. We come to the Lord with our offering. We come to the Lord with our heart. We're doing what we can. What is an offering to him, though, if we sprinkle all of this garbage of our life, all of these garbage of our opinions, all of these things that we gather in the world? I mean, is that a sweet-smelling savor? Is that a, a good offering to offer unto our Lord, unto our king? And yet, just like the Jewish people of Jesus' day, we add to we keep adding to things. We keep heaping our traditions and all of our things that we hold on to. You know, one of the most frustrating things in my Christian walk is that I keep going back to some of my own traditions. Can you relate? You know, it's hard. And I've told you before, we get in a rut. And a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. But look at what he says here in verse 10. Because I don't think we get this at first. It sounds a little strange. It sounds a little different. But Jesus is really going to the heart of the matter with these Pharisees. He's going right at the matter here. And he's going to call them out on a very specific sin. But he's going to show them, it's just one of many sins that you're guilty of. Because you twist the word of God. Because you love loopholes. Verse 10, For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever a prophet... My, uh, whatever profit you might have received from me is Corban. That is a gift to God. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So he's saying, this is just one sin and many such things. But let me explain what's going on here. Jesus is rebuking these men because they've forsaken the word of God and they've twisted it. They found a loophole, which they love to do. But here's the thing. He's telling them about Exodus, the fifth commandment. You know, and um, uh, that's another thing. I, I saw this thing not too long ago. They were out on the street trying to ask people what the Ten Commandments were. They could name ten candy bars, ten beers, all this stuff, but they couldn't name maybe three commandments. You know, that shows you just how far our nation has fallen. But, you know, the fifth commandment is the commandment with a promise. Honor your father and mother, and you shall live a long life. He's talking about that. You were to honor them. And in Jesus' day... This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, 
please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.